You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Here's part three of this week's episode of the MMA Hour. Hope you're enjoying the show. All right, my friends, no time to waste. Without further ado, as I said at the top, it is always an absolute honor for me to say hello to our next guest, to have our next guest on the program. Last time we spoke, he was sitting right over there in studio, just days removed from becoming the UFC middleweight champion, defeating Michael Bisping at Madison Square Garden at UFC 217. And just days after that, he was no longer the middleweight champion. Um, He voluntarily vacated the title. He talked about some of his health issues on this show and in a press release. But we've been dying to know what's up with George St. Pierre. He is the pride of St. Isidore, Quebec, Canada, and he is kind enough to be joining us on the phone right now. Always a pleasure. George, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing very well, Ariel. Thank you for the nice introduction. <laughs> always, my friend. It's always an honor to have you on the show, and I thank you so much. I know you're so busy, so thank you so much for joining us here today. So, first things first, right off the bat, George, how are you feeling? How's your health? Yeah, it's, it's a lot better, uh, Ariel. I, uh, I start doing... Um, uh, inter- I'm on medication, but I start doing intermittent fasting, and it, it helped me a lot. And um, a lot of my symptoms are, are gone, and, and I feel a lot better. However, I, I lost a lot of weight, and um, but I'm I'm very very ripped. You know, like I, it seems like uh, the cause of of that was probably the fact that I tried to eat so much and force myself to to eat to elevate my weight and, and uh, with that stress and everything, I don't think it, it was an, a, a good thing to do for me. I learned from my mistake. So how much do you weigh right now? Well, I'm about, um, I'm about in between 180, 185. Um, okay. Like one one morning, what, what I do is I do uh, one, I do, I do a intermittent fasting. So I do one 48 hour and one, 24 hour every week so uh and i keep I, I train so what i do is i i drink only water with uh himalaya salt hmm. and um it, it helped me a lot to get rid of my symptoms like all the stomach aches and and, and everything so for people who don't know i had like uh I, I was diagnosed with what they call a ulcer colitis so i think uh with the medication and and the intermittent fasting that's the, the way to get rid of it. Are, are you still on the medication now for the colitis? Yeah, I'm still on the medication. I have to remain on it 
because the, the the doctor said that to me. However, I'm gonna have another appointment with the doctor in a few weeks to to see. And but, but I'm still on it. You know, he told me to stay on it. And but I, I do feel a lot better because if you remember when we spoke after uh, d- during my training camp and after the fight, I was having blood like chunk of blood. And, and when I used to go in bathroom, it was so bad I, I I had to go get checked up. I thought I had like a cancer or something. I was very worried. And plus, I had like very bad stomach ache. It was very bad. Like it used to wake me up during the night. I couldn't sleep much. And now I feel a lot better. All the symptoms, much, most of the symptoms are gone now. Have your doctors told you that this is directly related to you putting on that weight and fighting at 185? In other words, if you never came back and never did this and never put on the weight and fought at 185, that you never would have gotten sick? Well, they don't really know. It's like uh, it's a what is called medically. It's called ulcer colitis. It's a condition. They don't really know exactly what it caused it. They believe it's the stress and also the fact that I tried to eat so much that, of course, did not help. But a lot of people that doesn't fight, who doesn't try to force themselves eating, has the same condition as me. So they don't really know what caused it. You know, um, uh, one thing, though, for sure is the, you know, the, the fact that, I, that I'm doing a program now from another doctor, it's Dr. Jason Fong from Toronto. He gave me a, a program. He's a doctor that treats diabetes and people with cancer with this type of, of treatment. It's a, it's a fasting program. And he said to me that he had very good results with athletes, that people that are, that are athletes and do the same program. So I, wa- I was curious, and I use it as an experimentation, and it does feel very good. All my inflammation are gone in my joint when I train, and it feels much better now. Uh, however, my, my, I'm, not, I'm not as heavy as I used to be. I, I used to be in between 190 and 195. Now I'm, I'm in between 180 185. When you were in the studio uh, a couple of days after the fight, after you won the belt, you're doing media, did you know already that you were going to vacate the title? Was it just a matter of time in your, in your mind? The, the, the thing is, I'm going to say it like it is, uh, um, I could have kept the title for one year and walk around with it and, you know, take the, the sponsors and, and be on the spotlight and say I am the champion. And the, the truth is, I don't know. Like, I knew, I knew I had a condition. I knew I would have probably to lose weight because the, I was forcing myself to eat like crazy. This is not the way I eat naturally. And I felt like I was, I had a lot of water retention. I was like, I felt like I was a little bit in flame. I was not in that matru- my natural weight. And it's not an healthy way of living, you know. So uh, the, the reason why I vacated the title is I didn't want to put the division on hold. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to make people wait for me, you know, and even though I could have done it, I didn't want to. I wanted, I didn't want it to be that guy. I've always been very vocal about the, the fight, the fight being for the, the fighter's condition, you know, try to improve it and everything, and I didn't want to be the guy that stole the division and because everybody tried to make uh, money, tried to make out for a living, you know, and I didn't need to do that. You know, I don't, I don't my life doesn't depend on fighting. I don't depend... On fighting, I live very well. I have a few business on the side, and 
I, I didn't want to be the guy that, that, that stole the division. That's why I, I vacate the title. That's exactly why. But as far as, as if I will defend it or not, is I don't know where my weight will be when I will get, get back. You know, I don't know like if I would be 185 or 170 or even maybe in the 155, you know. So you say when I get back, does that mean do you plan on fighting again at some point? You just don't know when. Is it accurate to say that you will fight again? I think so. I think I will fight again. Uh, just uh, it's, it's depend on my health condition and 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 everything. It's too soon to say now, but uh, it, I feel I feel much better now. I feel, I feel much better now as as we talk than I used to back in the day when I when I after my fight, and I was very worried. You know, like uh, I always said, I I would prioritize my health over my performance. And I was worried about my health. I was like, man, is, is something wrong with my body? I, I don't feel I don't feel good. I don't feel right in my own skin, you know? Do you want to keep fighting? Would you be disappointed if, if that was your last fight back in November? No, I will not. I will not at all. Because I want to... If I fight, it's, like I said, it's for something that excites me. Um, it needs to be something that... that elevate me like i said the, the fight with michael bisping was some was a big risk but he had the potential to elevate me elevate me as a fighter as a, my legacy and that's why i took the fight I, I think it was a great opportunity it was a, a win-win opportunity i could have lost and it could have it could have been a disaster of course but i was confident that i would have put the work on and and it, it would have been a, a, a win-win i had a lot to risk but i had to, a lot to win as well if I come back, it needs to be a fight that I have a lot to win. Not only a fight that I have a lot to lose and nothing, not much to win. So as of right now, has the UFC even come to you or your management and said, okay, where are you at? What are you thinking? What can we plan for you? You know, where's your heart? Have there been any discussions about your future at all? There were not discussion now, uh, not that much, very seriously, that I have to took seriously because I need to wait for my condition. Yeah. Or, uh, to see where, where where will where my weight will be at, where my health my health will be at. I'm still on medication right now, so I, I can't fight right now as as we talk, you know. Because I'm I'm sure if I go back, even though I start feeling better, if I go back fighting with the stress and everything, bang, I will probably go right back into to it. So I need I need to to wait a little bit, see how, how it feels, if, 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 if to be stable for a long longer period of time. It, it, it seems like every time Dana White is asked about you, there's some sort of, I don't know, tension or resentment where he says you just came back for the money, which seems to me like a strange thing to say about a prize fighter, a person who literally fights for money. That's what you do. That's how you make a living. Do you see these comments? And if so, how do you feel about them? Well, it, it was for the money. It, it was The money was there. And, and also, the it was, like I said, it was... A, a win-win situation. It was a situation that I I could have lost a lot. You know, I put my legacy on the line. It was very risky. It was a, an idea that 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 started first with my coach John Denar. He said, "You've been fighting at 170 all your life. One of your main criticizes was that you never went up a weight class. Why don't Why don't you try to take on the champion at 185?" And I thought it was a great idea to, to shut shut down one of the criticizes and add a lot of time to put on some weight, and that's what I did. And I changed my way of training. I, I tried to, to make myself more 
more more uh, more excited as a fighter, more opportunistic, um, opportunistic, uh, someone who can finish fight. You know, actually not not, not win in decision. That was my other criticizing. I wanted to win by finish, and I and I believe I, I answer both of these criticizes in the same time. That's why this this fight. I'm very happy about the result of that fight because I, for me, it was a win-win situation. However, if I would have lost, I would have lost big. It was a risk. I took the risk, and and Dana maybe is not happy about it because he he doesn't control me. Maybe he, he's used to deal with people that he controls, but he doesn't not control me. I don't depend on fighting. I, I I don't need the UFC to live my to live. I. I I've been there, done that, but I, I don't depend on fighting. I have other stuff on the side that has nothing to do with UFC, and I, I don't need to fight for the rest of my life that I don't want to. George, what do you say to the critics who say that you never were planning on defending the title? Regardless of your illness, that was never something that you wanted to do. That's, that's not true. I, we were, uh, I was supposed to fight with uh, Robert Whitaker. Um in a fight game, you never know what's going to happen. Even Robert Whitaker, you saw that he had an injury. You know, like, so it's some, some stuff sometimes that happens that you don't control it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you never know what's going to happen. Um, I didn't know it was going to be, to be with that problem with the ulcer colitis because I, for many months, my weight was up. And I felt I felt good, you know. I was I was like I was walking around 195, almost 200. I was feeling good, but I believe it's the stress of the fight that made me feel bad. Like the all the training camp, the, the interview, because when I'm in when I got a fight coming up, I'm 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 the type of person who get very emotionally involved, and maybe that's what gets to me and it got got me sick. Do you regret coming back, George, considering the aftermath, the sickness? Yes, you won. Yes, you made history. Yes, you made a lot of money. But considering your health, which you said is most important, do you regret doing this? No, I, I do not, re- I do not uh, regret it. Um, like I said, my health right now is it's, it's much better. My condition is much better. It's, it's under control. And uh, I do not. I, I think it was worth it. It was a win-win situation. If I would have lost the fight, I would have maybe regretted, but I won the fight, and I'm very happy. I'm, I, I, even if I would have lost, uh, Ariel, you know, I I had this idea behind my head that I, I wanted to go back. I wanted to fight again, and, and, and um, you know, I, I, at least if it would have been for only one more, or, or I wanted to do it again. You know, I, 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 I felt great. And I felt like I had more to do, and, and I'm very happy. I know I, I did not regret it. I don't regret it. One thing that I really wanted to ask you when you were in studio, but unfortunately we ran out of time, so I can ask you now. After the fight was over, you were caught on camera just in the middle of the octagon, and, and you sort of stayed there a little longer. You looked around. It looked like you were taking it all in. Why did you do that, and what were you thinking while you were doing that? Well, it was in New York. I had a lot of family and friends coming to see me and a lot of them they were like taking picture of me in the octagon and also a lot of them I told them to come see me after the fight to, to come close because after we would we would get together to talk and to you know to 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 
to get together. So a lot of them, what they did is they came down and I wanted to see where everybody was at and, and had a different group of people coming to see me. So that's why I, I spent a lot of time. And for me, it was a very special moment. It was like four years. It was a, uh, fighting for a new title. It was very uh, a very special moment for me. And and, uh, and I want to, I was in New York. For me, I always, always wanted to fight in New York. You know, it's like my second home because I trained there for like a big part of my life. So it was very special. That's why I, I took so so long to, to leave the octagon. Considering all your great accomplishments in MMA, where does that one rank? Now that you've had some time to digest it, um, are you most proud of that accomplishment? Is is that number one for you? I, I think it's my number one, yes, Ariel. Wow. Definitely because many, after four years, I shut down a lot of the the critics and I, I, you know, it was in New York, and it was just like it was like a fairy tale, you know. For me, it was very a great a great moment, and and uh, I, I had to go over many obstacles and during that training camp, and, and it made me very proud. To me, if you come back, George, there are three great options for you. Of course, the champion at 170, Tyron Woodley. There's always the Conor McGregor super fight. And I think a fight against Nate Diaz would do incredible business because of your history with the Diaz brothers. Do any of those fights interest you? The, the fight with Nate, Nate Diaz doesn't really interest me because I beat Nick Diaz. And logically, it's not a risk worth it to take for me because if I beat Nick, Nate Diaz, it's like normal. For me, you know what I mean. It's it's like people expect me to win, but if I lose, I lose a big part of my legacy. I lose my name. I think it's not worth it for me. It's not logically, it's not worth it. Uh, what, what is the other one? Tyron Woodley. Yes. Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. In the beginning, before I, I, I wanted to fight Tyron Woodley, like a like a few months, a few years ago. Wanted to, I wanted to fight Aaron Woodley. We even text each other. However, the the idea of coming back at 185 was put in my head, and then uh, I thought it, it made more sense. So that's why I chose to go at 185 because I, I fought at 170 all my life. And if I put my legacy against someone, it needs to be something great, something that, like, the guy, the guy needs to be accomplished, something special. Like, if I put it, if I put, put my legacy, it's, it's a risk. I want it, I want it to be worth it. You know, if, if I fight against a guy who's, who's fight at 170, Tyron is a great champion, but I, I feel like if he, if he, if he fought Wonder Boy, he, he, he won the fight, but his last fight were not, were not fight that, that, that made, that made history, you know, they were not, the, the fight, he won the fight, it was great, but it felt like it was not like a, a, a special, like a, a special fight, you know what I mean? So for me, that's why I chose, I chose Bisping. I had a lot more to gain fighting Bisping than fighting Tyron Woodley. That, that's why I chose that fight. And what, what was the third one? You said to me it was the third one. I'm sorry. I, I, yes. The third, the third one is, was Conor McGregor. That's the one that continues to come up that people think would do the biggest business in the history of this sport. Um, and I know I asked you yeah. about him in studio, uh, but here we are a few <laughs> months later.
be honest, George, is that on your mind? Do you, you think about fighting Conor? Would you like to fight Conor? The, the thing is, Conor McGregor, mo- money-wise, I believe, is the one that can put the more money on the table. I, I, however, I think legacy-wise, I don't think he's the guy that, that legacy-wise, I mean, money-wise, for people who are not a, a huge fan of MMA, they know who's Conor McGregor who he is, he's the, the main guy, he's the guy that, he, he brought the the sport to a different level, you know, like, he's the most, I would say, the most charismatic guy, he sells, the biggest seller in the sport. Um, if you talk about legacy, if I come back, I, for legacy, that's what interests me the most, more than the money. Money, yes, it's, it's good, but if I would come back, it would, would be more for a legacy match, you know, let's say, I don't know. You talk about the Diaz brother. I know Diaz been offered to fight for the title. Let's say uh, Nick come back, fight for the title, or let's say Diaz. For me now, it's not a good fight because it's a ri- it's not a risk to take. It's illogical. Right. But let's say he come back and he win a title or he accomplish something great. Now his name is 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 higher. His is his brand is higher. Now it's maybe more worth it. You you know what I mean? That's sure. how I see things. So what do you think the chances are you fight in 2018? I don't know, uh, real because it depends on, on my, uh, the, the condition now that I have. I have to wait to see if it's stable, if it's stay, at the, if it's stay in, good, in good condition, and uh, we'll see after that. But it's fair to say that you are interested in fighting again. It depends on your health, but you haven't closed the door on your career. You haven't retired. Yeah, I haven't closed. I have not closed the door, and and also it, I, I will have to think about what weight, you know, and, and like sure. one eighty five, one seventy, one fifty five, or what would be the the weight. I've won the title at one seventy many times. Doesn't mean I cannot go back and try to go for the title, but but for me, now as I'm at the end of my career, if, if I do something, it need to be something that it's, that excite me, something. That, that that is a win-win situation that you know that can elevate me. I've said it many times. I know I repeat myself, but yeah. it's the truth. Sure. Um, is there anything right now that excites you right now as we speak? Well, right now I can't I can't I can't fight right now. Uh, and things in MMA change very rapidly, uh, Ariel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know who, who like. Maybe in a few months, uh, a, a, a guy will win a title and will he's gonna be the new big, the, the new pound for pound uh, king, and maybe I, that will excite me. You know what I mean? Who knows? The the, the only thing I see sometimes, I see some guys that have opportunity to do great stuff and they they don't they don't take it. You know what I mean? Like, and then and what do you mean? Like who? Can you tell us like who? Well, I, 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 I've, I've learned, I've seen on the, through the internet, like they, there is a guy like, I think they, Nick, Nick Diaz, they, they offer him a fight, I think, for the title. I think, but Nick, Nick right now, I've been, they've been, there have been talks to fight, for me to fight against Nick. For me, fighting Nick now, it's, it's not, I have nothing to gain because I've beat him, he lost many of his last fights. It's not worth it for me, and he's a pain in the ass. You fight a guy like this, he's, he's a very skilled fighter. He's a big pain in, pain in the butt, and it would be a risk not to take for me. It would be stupid for me to go fight him. Let's, let's talk about it this way in, in a smart way. However, on his, from his side, 
if he comes back and he, he achieves something great, like, I don't know, a title or whatever, and now it makes more sense. You know what I mean? It's, okay. um, it's a lot of the guys that want, like, like, a lot of guys that want to fight me or they want to fight Connor or they want to fight guys that, that brings them the money, but they have not accomplished anything special. Like, I mean, they have done st certain things, but they need to accomplish something that will excite us to, to, to go fight them. You know what I mean? I understand. I understand. Um, before so I let you that go... That would be worth, 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 worth the risk to put the legacy on the line. Right. Um, I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, I would be remiss before I let you yeah, go... If I, I don't... I, I, in this business are all like when we when we talk they they like oh he's, he's a coward is this he doesn't like man if you if you if you if you plan your career with that sort of mentality you're gonna finish broke and and and, and lost and 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 physically broken like a career it's not a straight line it goes. Sometimes you have to fight certain guy. Then you go. Then you come back. Oh, you, you, you fighting this guy. It's, it's. That's how it is. That's why I'm, having a good manage and a good manager. It's important. It's not a straight line. It's not about who got the biggest balls. Who's the. It's not a, an ego sport. People think, oh, it's, it's an ego sport. If you fight like this, sometimes even if you're the best fighter. Doesn't mean you're gonna you're gonna win every every time. Sometimes you can fight, you can lose. Even though you're better than that guy, but that particular night he will beat you. So that's why that that's that's why you need, especially when you got a lot to lose, you need to measure the pros the pros and cons. Is it worth to take the risk? Is it it's calculated? That's how I I took my career, and that's why I make a good living out of it. I never. I'm not a kind of guy who, oh, I, this guy said that about you. Okay, put him in the ring with me. I'm going to fight him right away. That's not how it is, you know? A lot of the people think that way, but they're not going too far. The people that are, that are behaving this way, of course, they will they will say it in front of their fan. Oh, I'll fight anybody anytime. But it's not the right the right attitude to have. And I'm saying it in, in front of the younger fighter that are listening. This is not the right attitude to have. It's a... It's a sport that, you, you, man, you need to calculate your stuff and, and, and make good living with it. Sort of on that note, George, before I let you go, I'm, I'm just wondering, and I know that you took um, a break and are taking a bit of a break, but have you heard about this uh, new group called Project Spearhead that are trying to get the fighters to maybe unionize, led by Leslie Smith, Cajun Johnson, who trains at TriStar as well as a part of it? Have you heard anything about this, this group? Are you interested in what they're doing? Uh, I have not heard anything, Ariel. I'm sorry, I... I... I've been busy doing a, a certain other other stuff that has also I, I've been training, but I've been also doing stuff that has nothing to do with fighting on on the side to assure me of my future. Sure. I've not uh, I've not uh, I've not heard about it. Okay. Um, what are you doing now? like what, for the next few months? What are your what's what's at the top of your list? What's most important for you to do right now? Well, my health. I mean, good, yeah. just keep stay my keep myself in shape and my health, and I'm doing a, b a bunch of stuff on the side, like I said, like for for business stuff, like uh, uh, real estate, other business. I'm 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 gonna launch uh, different stuff, companies. Uh, I'm involved with different projects that has nothing to do with with fighting, that 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 are there for business on the side to to assure me for for a future, you know. And I think it's, yeah. it's important every fighter should have something on the side 
so they don't depend on fighting. You know, they, if they get hurt or anything happen, they, they have something they can they can rely to. And and last thing, because he's calling me out right now on Twitter, he is saying that I I am not doing my job if I don't ask you this question. Do you have anything to say to Ben Askren, who has been very vocal about wanting to fight you? <laughs> he continues to to ask for this fight, even though he's not in the UFC. So please, he's going to come after me if I don't ask you about him. He's tweeting me right now, saying to do my job and ask you about him. What do you have to say about Ben Askren's challenge to you? I, I, it's a good. I'm glad that you brought it up. And, and Ben Askren, I don't understand why he's not in the UFC because he's one of the best welterweight in the world. And I think it has to do with maybe a problem that he has with Dana White, you know. But he's one of the best fighter in the world. And, and if there is a guy that in my career I would have. You know, for my legacy, that would have been good to fight. It would have been Ben Askren because he beat everybody. He beat all the guys at Bellator. He beat he beat all the champions outside of the UFC. But unfortunately, I think he has a fallout with Dana, and he never he never had a chance to fight in the UFC. And therefore, is is stuck. Never went to the value that is supposed to be at. You understand? Yeah. He's a guy who's extremely, extremely uh, talented, very dangerous guy, but nobody knows who he is because he's never been exposed to the, the public. But he's very good. And, Wait, and, so- and in order to, to have a fight, to, to have a fight with me, I would have have I would have liked him to be exposed to the public so his stock goes up. So if I fight him at least it's a win win situation. You know, otherwise you fight a guy who's extremely dangerous, who's nobody care about, who's nobody knows who he is. It's sad, but that's the real way to, to look at it. And the reason why I'm, I'm saying that in, in your interview now is because I want him. I want people to be aware of who he is. I want, I want him to have a chance to fight in UFC, to, to go uh, fight against the big dogs, the big, the big boys of the sport. And I think he, he, he's, he's in uh, certainly in the top five, maybe the top three in, in the welterweight division. So are you saying, George, if the UFC signs Ben Askren, this is a fight that interests you? Is that what you're saying here? It's not a fight that will interest me now because nobody knows who he is. He, 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 like a, he, he, nobody, nobody knows who he is, but if they would have given him that chance to fight, to show his skill in the UFC, I'm sure he would have, maybe it's in, in a hypothetical way, maybe, maybe he would have lost, but I believe he would have beat a lot the good guy and his name would be up there yes wow that's it. so maybe they sign him he fights a couple of times and then he fights you in montreal olympic stadium what a scene that would be <laughs> a great scenario but ben Askren is is it's unfortunate because he's a guy that he's extremely talented i don't know what's going on with him and dana white i know they had a fall off but He's very, very good. He's a, he's a guy that for sure, I'm sure he... And it's, it's sad. I don't know what he did to Dana or what, what's going on, but maybe I think it's because he has a, a bad temper and he answers back. Sometimes you just have to learn how to let go. You know, if something said some, if Dana said something bad about you, you you take it and you don't piss him off. You know, like it's, you have to yes. roll with it a little <laughs> bit. And I think he, he, didn't, he did not do it. So that's why he's there. I'm not sure. A good lesson for all of us, George. Uh, we will leave it at that. Thank you so much. Well, again, I can't say it enough. Such an honor to pick your brain, to have you on the program, George. Thank you so much. I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. 
Um, hopefully, if you want, we'll see you back in there this year. Lord knows the sport can use you around. It's always a little more exciting when you're around. So uh, get well soon. Enjoy your time off. And whenever you're ready to announce something, you always have a home here on the MMA Hour. Hi, man. Stay, stay, stay tuned. Thank you, Ariel. Thank you so much, George. There he is, the former UFC Bye. welterweight champion, the former UFC middleweight champion, in my opinion, the greatest of all time, George St. Pierre, stopping by, dropping knowledge on a whole bunch of stuff. So great to catch up with him. All right, let's move along to our next guest. We've been keeping him waiting, and he waits for no one. He is the face of Polo Ralph Lauren, for God's sakes. He is the face of Polo Ralph Lauren Cologne. We're talking about Luke Rocco. Look at that face. I mean, holy smokes. That is a face worth advertising. There he is, Luke Rockhold. How are you, Luke? I'm doing well. I'm, doing well. I'm, I'm sorry for Vegas. keeping you waiting. Headed over to the... No problem. No problem. Some good stuff by George. Yes, he's all kinds of fired up. But let's talk about you. Um, so, congratulations. You've been hinting at this. I noticed at UFC 221 you were wearing polo shirts. You looked very nice and clean, but now it's official. So tell us, what is your relationship with Polo Ralph Lauren? It is what what you've just said. I'm I'm the new face of Polo Blue Fragrance, uh, amongst other things that I'm sure will, will be to surface soon. Uh, oh, but, there's more. But like George said, like like George said, diversify yourself. You got to really think about anything. Uh, and in this sport, it's not always there. So um, you you work out. You know, you take what you can get. So there's more to come. We haven't we haven't heard everything. Uh, yeah. There's 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 always more to come. This is a big deal. How how difficult was it? How difficult was it to get this? This is a big deal. It's it's a big deal. I mean, it's it shows how how far our sport's come. Right down that door, and a lot of people have no understanding of our sport. And uh, you know, that was the big turnoff in the first place. Uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't that that led me into the to that it was it was that which almost scared them away from me. Um, but I, I went to uh, had a, a lot of interviews and went back and forth between me and quite a few different actors and uh, public figures and Ralph liked me, you know, I had the meeting with Ralph and, Oh, and uh, I got, the, got the green light. You met with Ralph himself, the Ralph Lauren. Ralph himself flew me out and uh, flew me out first class accommodations, everything. And, and uh, you know, they prepped me for a meeting with Ralph and uh, it, was, it was pretty, pretty legendary meeting, meeting me. The old wow. Himself. Were you nervous? Super, super nice. Quiet. You know, I'm, I fight on the biggest stage in the world, so I'm prepared for many different meetings. And by the way, what about that commercial? You're with the girl, you're on the balcony. What was it like to shoot that? Did you like it? Uh, it's not a bad thing to do. <laughs> uh, hold on one second, sir. Okay. PI is okay. right there. We're, we're pulling yeah. up to the PI Institute. We're, we're a little oh. late on the travel with you. I'm sorry. Um, I'm doing some recovery work out here. Well, my last couple of days in Vegas. Okay, so you are. Are you going um, there for the first time? This was my first week here, so I'm working okay. with, with Heather and, and doing a lot of some some rehab on my legs, which are pretty pretty messed up from the fight. So just doing what I have to do. So let me ask you about the fight. Have you watched it since it went down a couple of weeks back? Um, I have. I, I can't. I, I caught it, yes, a couple times. What what went wrong, in your opinion? Uh, there's a lot of things. Um, I, I'd say I just 
I could see what he was, where he was coming from. Um, and then I just, I just got tired of getting pushed back and I decided to plant myself and, and try to, you know, catch him in the moment. And, and I got caught, I got caught by a big shot. He was, he was coming hard. And... No, this is it, sir. They, they, they blocked us off here at the PI. I don't know what's going on here. Is it because, maybe because you're talking to me? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably you. No, no, they've uh, it's, they've coned off the the entrance somehow, some way. Um, but um, no, I just I got caught, man. I, let me get going here. One second. Okay. Frozen hold there tight, for... Ariel. Hold tight. Okay, I'm holding. I'm holding. We're talking to uh, Luke Rockhold as he enters the UFC he Performance Institute in Las Vegas. They better open that door up really fast. This is the face of Polo Ralph Lauren, after all. There he is. Walking in as we speak. Do you want me to ask you questions, or should I wait? I'm ready to go when you are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you feel like him missing weight played to his advantage? Do you regret taking the fight under those circumstances? It is what it is at this point. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what his, his process was, but, but I don't know how hard he really tried and pushed. But I put myself through it. It always, it always plays a factor. You know? the, the whole weight cutting process in Perth. It was pretty annoying. They uh, they haven't conformed to the new rules. The new it's a new commission. They don't understand the sport, and yet they uh, they don't conform to the people that have been doing it for fucking decades. Uh, so it's for the better health and, and performance of the fighters. And so, you know, we had to make weight and stress out through the staging process, like the old days. And and uh, definitely, it's not it's not the best situation. You know, we stayed depleted for a number of hours medical checks and, and staging and, and you know the, the weigh-ins are part of the hype it's part of the, the interest you want to get the people excited and to see us on stage depleted it's never a good never a good look so um it's pretty upset on that, that whole process but uh who knows you know you well you well he felt strong he felt big and i i didn't feel my best um one last cut, thing like i said before the weight cut the weight cuts are go ahead the weight cuts are getting to me these days yeah. Okay. So let me ask you about that. Uh, you talked about 205. Alexander Gustafson uh, called you out afterwards. Will your next fight be at 205? Looks like it. Looks like it. Do you have a fight? It looks like it. We, uh, and then we also had Mr. Michael Bisming open his mouth and say that he was willing to fight me at 205, 85, or anywhere. And you know that's a fight that if it's on the table, I'm going to have to jump that to the front of the line before I do anything else. So um, if he can uh, back up what he just has said, I, I'll be very willing to take that fight anywhere, anytime. That obviously where I'm permitted to fight. But I have a, I have a little time, little break I need to take about, but I, they say I should be cleared by, I'd say, International Fight Week, early summer. Okay. Something like that sounds about right. It's a good retirement stage for, for Bisbing, <laughs> and uh, it's a good good return for me. But why don't we do this thing in style? I'm going to sign on the dotted line. 
wait a second, has this been brought to your attention? Have you been offered this fight? I know this is a this is a fight that the UFC is pursuing. Oh, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Bisping can uh, can back up his mouth once again. So you're saying the dream scenario for your return fight is International Fight Week, same card as your friend Daniel Cormier against Stipe Miocic, July seventh, Las Vegas. You versus Michael Bisping three, the retirement fight going down. That's what you want. That's what you're asking for. Let's make it a little more intriguing. Oh, let's, let's bring it to two oh five. Oh. Another layer to the the rivalry, the third fight at two oh five. No cutting weight. I like it. You like it? I love it. Has that been brought to your attention? Has that been offered to you? This is in discussion. Wow. Do you think he's going to accept? If I if uh, I heard correctly. Oh. He better back it up. Wow. This is something. Okay. This this excites you. Excites me very much. Okay. <laughs> um, and any health concerns after the knockout? Do you feel okay overall? Felt okay. Yeah. Just obviously I'm bummed out and uh, took some time to decompress and my legs pretty pretty jacked up, you know. Man, man felt like cement. I, uh, hmm. I thought I could really take his movement and, and I'd force him to wrestle more and, and uh, it wasn't the case you know he, he caught me on the first check but then I kept I kept kicking and I don't know man the man felt like cement that's all I gotta say okay what are you hurt, what are you implying? legs and I had to I had to work I had to I had to work around my kicks and uh, I just didn't put it together like I should have and and could I ask you just what, what did you think about afterwards the kiss? And I don't know if you heard what he said about you afterwards, about why he kissed you, that you were on his hit list. How did you feel about that afterwards? In, in that state of mind, you're not really, you're trying to gather the information. And yeah. you know, for him to come across the cage like that, it's just, it's ridiculous. And for them to let him come do that, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of how he carries himself. Uh, he's a bit fake. Uh, so not really saying how I feel. I, mean, I, I am who I am, and uh, like it or hate it, but it is what it is. For, for him, I mean, I heard what he said, and Hawaii was coming after me, and, and I opened my mouth. I said something. Well, guess what? You know, he's the man who opened his mouth and was talking shit when I had the title, and then he went and gets popped for uh, steroids. So, yeah, he got, he got by that somehow, but fuck off you know you know what you're putting in your body don't you know I'm, I'm tired of people like this just trying to find loopholes and, and ways around these things and all these guys anderson silva romero john jones these guys know what they're putting in their body you know i'm, I'm sick of them just there's so many loopholes in the sport you know if you if you win you can always find a way around it seemingly uh i don't know why I get a pass in this sport but a lot of guys are getting these passes, and which I'm not a fan of. I've always fought clean. I've never cheated my way through the sport. I've done everything the right way, and uh, you know, I've, unfortunately, I've, I've not, not everybody follows that path. 
Uh, very last thing for you, Luke, and I appreciate it. Sorry for going a little over. Do you have any message for Alexander Gustafson, who who called you out after the knockout, said he'd like to fight you, introduce you to 205? I know it seems like Bisping is what's you know on your mind and what's being talked about, but anything you want to say about the Gustafson call-out? Hey, I, I like it. I like oh. it. it. I think it was pretty petty coming after me so early. Um, I don't know if he's trying to get under DC skin, but... I'll be coming. I'll be coming to 205. I'm going to handle my business with Bisping, and then better be damn sure I'm coming for that ass, too. Okay, so are you done at 185? Have you fought your last fight at 185? I don't see it coming back, man. The, the weight cut's too much on me. Uh, I'm, wow. As you get older, your bones get bigger. And it's just, it's not, the last couple of cuts have, have been pretty brutal on me. So um, I couldn't, I had trouble regulating my body temperature and all this shit. It's just it's not fun. It's not a fun cut anymore. I like to I like to be faster, stronger. I'm, I'm a different fighter at 205. That weight cut is uh, it's, it's it's taking a lot out of me. Wow. Okay. Well, some big news there. Also, big news about your Paul Ralph Lauren deal. Congratulations on that, Luke. Uh, very happy for you. Uh, enjoy the the riches and spoils that come with being uh, an international superstar model. We're seeing the picture once again. I mean, look at that punum. It's something else. Um, it, good luck over there at the PI, and thanks for doing this. I appreciate it very much, and good luck getting that business. Like, please tell us. Please keep us posted on that. That's pretty big news. Let's do it. We'll be coming soon. You can back it up. Let's go. All right. Thank you, Luke. All the best. Cheers. There he is, Luke Rockhold. How about that? Nuggets galore in that one. Last fight at 185 was the last one. Seems like he's moving up to 205. Says that a fight against Michael Bisping has been discussed, is on the table for July 7th, International Fight Week. Bring it, Alexander Gustafson. And I know what everyone's thinking right off the bat. Well, what about your friend Daniel Cormier, who's the champion right now at 205? But lest we forget, Daniel Cormier said on this program not that long ago that he'll be done come next March. That's at least his plan. So let's be honest. Cormier's fighting heavyweight come July 7th. Um, let's say he wins that fight. Well, maybe he defends the heavyweight title. Maybe he doesn't. But if Rockhold fights, you know, July 7th, th basically the point is by the time Rockhold is a contender, he'll have to probably fight at least twice, at least at 205. Cormier, if he stays true to his retirement talk, and we all know how, you know, retirements and fighting go, will probably be gone. So I, I don't foresee that being an issue um, as much of an issue as, Cormier fighting at heavyweight with his friend, you know, Cain Velasquez, still a player despite not fighting since UFC 200. So that is very interesting. Do you want to see Michael Bisping versus Luke Rockhold July 7th? Is that a fight that you like for Michael Bisping in what would be probably his retirement fight? Interesting. All right. Good stuff there from Luke Rockhold. Plenty more show to go, my friends. Plenty more show to go. Still to come on the program. In around an hour and change, we're going to be joined by Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator. Talk about the passing of uh, Bruce Connell, the longtime UFC producer. Um, I think it's very important to honor him and to talk about him and for people to understand just how important he was to the UFC broadcast that we watch almost every single week now um at 450 chris cyborg talk about her big win 
at 4.30. Mackenzie Dern will stop by, talk about her UFC debut. 4.10, we're going to talk to Nick Newell. But now, let us go back to the Skype machine and say hello to the reigning, defending Bellator bantamweight champion, the man who was victorious on Friday, the one and only Darion Caldwell stopping by. How are you, sir? What's up, Ariel? How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for coming on. Congratulations on the performance. I know you were very confident going into that fight, but be honest now. Did you think you'd finish him that quickly and that way via, via guillotine? I mean, that was a that was a one-sided dominant performance. Were you expecting that? Actually, no, nah, I wasn't expecting that, you know. Um, I thought he'd be a little bit more of a challenge, <laughs> but uh, you can't ever really gauge when, you know, you just watch someone's film, you know. Try to gauge once you get your hands on them or once you're out there, you start flowing. You just something just is it's a little different from from that and and watching the guy fight, you know. So, so are you almost disappointed? Expecting. Are you almost disappointed that he wasn't as great of a challenge as you expected? Absolutely, you know. Uh, especially after that first fight, you know, when I when I won the belt, you know, I went from a five five round dog fight, you know, with Dantes to you know, pretty pretty much just dismantling this guy, uh, but that goes to show styles make matchups. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know that kid still got a lot of juice in his tank. You know, so uh, big ups to him for coming out there and you know trying to fight. But you know, it's just these thirty five pounders aren't just aren't big enough. You know, he's just not ready. Is, is this also maybe a product of you just getting more comfortable as champion in Bellator, and and now we're we're really starting to see how good you can be. Does does that come into play at all? You know, definitely that case savviness. You know, being in there, you know, multiple times a year. You know, having having just done fought five months ago, now I'm back out there, so it just felt felt at home. You know, being in that cage. As you mentioned, you are a big uh, bantamweight. How much weight do you have to cut typically? Like, how bad are those cuts? Honestly, the cuts aren't bad. You know? Okay. But I do cut a lot of, you know, um, in, in college, I wrestled at 149, you know, so, um, you know, obviously when you're wrestling and, uh, and, and cutting weight for a fight, they're completely different where you're only getting an hour to, to replenish and rehydrate, you know, before you got to wrestle, you know, that 24 hours, you know, is, is just a, a, a lot more things you can do with that, that 23 hours, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, obviously I'm a big 35. You know, I, I can get anywhere up to 175, 180. You know, so, uh, but you know, the goal is just try to stick around as close to the 60s as possible. You know, so so the cut isn't as bad. You know, you don't have to go through a, a weight cut before a weight cut. You know, where you're trying to get yourself down from 175 to you know fight camp weight, which is about 55, 60. You know, and then having to get down. You know, that last week before the cut. You know. So it just makes everything easier the lower you are, but you know, it's, it's doable, you know. That twenty four hours give it gives it time. But I'd like to go, you know, eventually go test myself obviously at forty five, you know, uh once we finish, you know, with the rest of these guys. But you know, uh if uh whatever's clever, man, I'm 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 ready to scrap, you know, I don't got no no marks or no bruises, you know. It was a pretty pretty easy fight, so you know, ready to get back after it whenever. 
So, so let me ask you about that because uh, during the post-fight interview, it was very interesting to watch because in the middle you're talking about what's next. Chael is asking you what's next. And then all of a sudden you're flipping the bird and it seems like you're talking to Patricio Pitbull. What was going on there? What was he saying to you that led you to react that way? Yeah, man, I, he was just mad, you know. Obviously, the fighter just got dogged out, you know. And then, uh, you know, obviously there's been some, some shit talking over, you know, back and forth from here, his camp and mine. So, I mean, it just seemed like for him to, you know, even say anything from while I'm interviewing is disrespectful. You know, if we want problems, you know, you know, let's let's negotiate that. Let's let's get our management and, and Bellator involved and let's make it happen. You know, I'm all for fighting this guy. You know, obviously I'm a huge 35er. You know, I've I fought five times at 45. I wrestled at 149 in college. You know, so going up to 45 for me wouldn't be a big deal to go ahead and take this guy out. Is that what you want next? If uh, if negotiations, you know, get you know gets you know, taken care of, then why not? Let's, I'm all for that fight. Um, are, are, you, are you interested in staying at 135, or do you feel like there are greater challenges for you at 145, 155? Well, I just want to fight everybody, you know? I don't okay. want to keep fighting the same guys at all. So, yeah. Uh, you know, but it, to be honest, that whole Patricky people is nothing really... On my side against the Patricio brothers or whatever they, the Pitbull brothers, whatever they call it, I just want the belt at 145. So if he ain't got the belt at 145, he can keep it pushing. Like, you know, it's, it's no fight for me. Like, I just, like, it's really, like, he's standing in the way of me and my, me and my goals. And my goal is to be a two division champ, you know? So let's make it happen, bro. I'm down for that. Like, you know, again, I already said I'm down for it. You know, it's nothing really against him personally. But he's in the way of my goal. So if he's still there when it, when it's time, when, when, when we, let's make it happen. I'm not going to go out my way to fight him when that's not really the goal is to fight a Patricio. Like, you feel me? I can care less about him. Like, you know, he's just in my way. Uh, and, and, and by the way, um, Darren, if you don't mind, can you just sit back a little bit because you went forward and now we only see your mouth. There we go. That's perfect. Um, so... <laughs> You don't. So you're saying you don't want to fight because wouldn't fighting him be for the belt? Absolutely. Well, it just depends. Like you know, if let's say I I, I thought he had a fight. Apparently, he doesn't have a fight lined up. Oh. Last I thought, I, I you know I don't know. I thought he had a fight against uh, the guy who had him against the ropes and he wound up you know sleeping him or whatever. You know, uh, whatever. I forgot that guy's name. You know, maybe Whitey or something like that, right? But I thought oh. he had, I don't know. I thought he had a fight lined up. So if you don't got a fight lined up, let's make it happen. All right, champion versus like, champ. What I'm saying is, like, you know, if, if he's not the champ, when it comes time to, if he loses, like, somebody, like, I don't care to fight him. Like, he's not in the way at that time. Like, but he's in the way right now. So that's who, that's who I see at standing in front of me with that 45-pound belt, you know, and I need that. I see him tweeting about you. Do you uh, see him tweeting about you? <laughs> yeah, man. I just feel like I can make my, myself clear, you know, saying what I got to say. Sure, you sure. Problems, we can make it happen. Like, let's, let's, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, <laughs> it's another body to the closet. He said, it's funny how these guys talk shit, and once there's a real possibility to fight me, they become cowards in front of the cameras and try to make people believe I'm after them. Caldwell, Chandler, the list goes on. 
look, man, we in the fight game, man. I don't, if his words got to be said for shit to happen, then, then that's so, then so be it. But look, I'm ready to fight whoever, you know, if the, if it's, it's the right, if it's the right thing for me and my camp, but if it's, it's not, not the right thing, then, you know, I'll stay at 35 and continue to beat these guys up. But again, I'd rather fight as many people as possible rather than go back and beat Baby Joe up for a third time. Sure. But, Baby Joe Tamanglo, who uh, also fought on Friday and was victorious. Uh, l- let me ask you, there was a fighter on Saturday in the UFC named John Dotson, who's a contender at 135, who fought the last fight on his current UFC deal. I know you were busy this weekend, um, but I do understand there's some interest there. Is that a fight that you would love to have? Would you like to see Bellator sign John Dotson so you can fight him? I think that'll be an awesome fight, honestly. Obviously, I watched John Dotson growing up, you know, and coming up in the sport, you know. So for him to be a southpaw as as athletic as he is, as fast as he is, you know, I've I've kind of, you know, obviously tried to learn his game early on, you know. So a fight against John Dotson, that'd be that'd be cool with me. Bellator, bring him in, let's make it happen. You know, I'm down to beat all these guys. You know, and if he's on the list, we'll bring him over. And let's make it happen. Have they get an immediate shot? If anything, you know. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, have they said anything to you about Michael McDonald? I know he broke his hand, um, but is that someone that they're targeting if he can get back in in relative short order? Have they said anything about him? Uh, Michael McDonald, after his last performance, I don't think he really proved himself that he can beat these top top guys in Bellator. Joe, he's going to have to fight a Joe Warren. Like, let, I don't think he could beat Joe, you know? I don't think, and that's my opinion, you know? And I, I don't think, obviously, I don't think he could beat a Higo, you know? That's just my opinion, but, you know, um, he's going to, if they want to give him the fight, let's make it happen. Okay. Like, I'm down to fight whoever, you know? I'm, I'm just, uh... So you, but you weren't all that impressed with his debut in December? <laughs> Not so much, you know. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like you got to do it. For the- Fair enough. Um, when do you want to return? How soon? As soon as possible, you know, this summer. June, July, or August. Anywhere after that, you know, that's pushing it. I want to be, I want to be active, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's amazing to watch your, your, your evolution, your maturation. You have Dominic Cruz in your corner. They're really getting behind you over there at Alliance, and it seems like Bellator is really getting behind you. Are you feeling the love? Yeah, I'm feeling the love, man. You know, the hard work is paying off, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, by the way, what's grateful. What, what, what's, what's going on with that? The, the one thing that always comes up when you know people talk about you is the backflip and the camera woman and all that. What's going on with that? Yeah, that's, you know, that's uh, something I, I'm letting my management work with, and and deal with, you know, we're just going to take that day by day, you know? Okay. Uh, is, is she suing you? Uh, yeah, she, she wants to sue me, you know? Okay. For, you know, not doing her job correctly, I guess, but, you know. All right. For not doing her I job mean, correctly. I don't, I mean, I don't think you should ever be in the vicinity of a fighter when, you know, there's so much emotion around it, you know. Right. Most cameramen, camera ladies, you know, they give a little bit more space. You know, I don't know why she felt the need to come under me while I was, you know, getting under, getting on the cage, you know, with my back facing facing her. But, you know, that that's for, you know, 
that's for another that's for another story you know that's okay are you you hoping to put that behind you soon yeah absolutely all right um what's that yeah let's put that behind us you know and, and move forward you know it would be nice if Bellator put you on one of those big tentpole shows, right? They really give you the rub, like one of those big ones on the Saturday that they do with the big dogs. Is that what you'd like? I think I'm due for that, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, with the title defense, you know, you know, people want to see me fight, you know? And, and fans want to come out and enjoy it, you know, themselves, you know? So, um, let's get, let's get out, let's get out of Oklahoma, man. <laughs> What are you saying about the good people of Thackerville, Oklahoma? You're not you're not a big fan of them. Hey, I love my I love my Thackerville, Oklahoma fans. You know that. Like they've been holding me down. What five fights in a row? They held me down. You know. Damn, five okay. fights there. I didn't yeah, realize it was that many. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, you know them back to back Katie Joe fights. You know. It's, Damn. It's uh it's all good though. I love Oklahoma. You know, but I I definitely want to start venturing out and into the. You know, other states in the MMA world. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking at your, 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 your list of, of names here where you, where you fought. Mulvane, Kansas, Temecula, Hidalgo, Thackerville, Mulvane again, Thackerville, Thackerville. You're due for like an LA, a Chicago, a New York. You're due for one of the big markets, I think. I think you've earned that. And that's what's up. Yeah, me too, man. It's, <laughs> it's going to happen. All right. Well, congratulations on the win, uh, Darian. It's it's another impressive one. I would argue maybe your most impressive, considering who the opponent was. Um, and uh, you know the the idea of you going up to one forty five is super interesting as well. So good luck with everything from here on out. And again, congrats on the win. Enjoy it. Thanks, Ariel. Appreciate you for having me on, man. As always, for sure. There he is, the reigning, defending Bellator bantamweight champion. His name is Darian Caldwell. He's one of the very best at one hundred and thirty five pounds. Uh, just 30 years young, and uh, he's coming off. You know, Leandro Ego may not be the uh, the biggest name in the world, but man, he is a tough son of a gun. And uh, he, I mean, it, two minutes and 36 seconds submitting him in the first round via guillotine. That is something to be proud of. So we'll see what happens next. They are gathering some names at 135. They recently signed Michael McDonald, as I said. Didn't seem all that interested, but I'm very curious to see. There's not a lot of big names that hit the quote-unquote free agent market or at least fight out their contract. And uh, John Dotson is one of those names. Uh, he said on Saturday that he's kind of set on staying in the UFC. He wants to stay in the UFC, but you never know how these things go. And so we'll see. A John Dotson versus Darion Caldwell fight would be very interesting. And uh, by the way, Cub Swanson, who was seen at the broadcast, on the broadcast, I should say, seen at the event, uh, still hasn't signed yet. Uh, but there is interest there as well. Will he head over to Bellator? So once again, an interesting time. Don't tell John Fitch, though. Don't tell John Fitch. 